Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Nicole Sylvester and you are listening to The Evolving Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, one of my friends, Angelica Ventrice. Angelica is going to share with us her 40-pound weight loss transformation. We're going to talk about emotional eating. We're going to talk about gut health and her approach to gut healing and permanent weight loss, which I feel is an important conversation in this whole wide array of thousands of different ways that you can eat and what you can do to lose weight. And Angelica is not about fad diets. She's about putting in the work, but also being very mindful about what you're eating, how you're feeling. She's a meditator. You're going to learn a lot in this episode. So I'm really happy that you're here. Before we fully drop into this episode, I do want to let you know that it is time. My memoir is finally coming out. Now, it is landing September 13th. That's next Wednesday. This is my newest version of my memoir. If you are one of those people that saw my Instagram post about overcoming violent relationships and what it was like, and you asked, well, what happened to O Shift? O Shift was my memoir before. You can scroll down on my Instagram and you'll see that earlier this year, I wrote and created a reel and you can click on it to learn more. It says why I unpublished my memoir. I think I may have even done an episode on here, but to save you the time and the energy and just give you this gist right in the here and now, for me, I just knew deep in my heart before I continued writing my, my next book, I was not done with this memoir. There was something in me that just wanted to close the door on this book because I just felt like I did it. I wrote it. I shared it. That was hard. That was uncomfortable. I'm done. And I just kind of moved on with life. Like I would have it at my live events, but I really didn't bring up that book or the information in the book often. And something happened last year where I just understood the assignment. I recognized how important this is. And I was reminded that there's just so many people that even though I healed, even though I moved forward, even though I'm out of those situations, that right now in this moment, there are women that are fantasizing about leaving their toxic relationships. There are women that are wondering if they're ever going to break free. There are women that have maybe left the relationship. And I'm not just talking about violent abuse like mine. I'm talking about narcissism. I'm talking about financial abuse. I'm talking about emotional abuse. There's lots of different forms of abuse and mistreatment. And that does so much to us as women. So whether you've experienced it in the past and you're still kind of overcoming some of those patterns or you're someone that's in it right now, if you are, I'm sending you so much love. This book is something that will not only inspire you, but it just is a reminder of what's really possible. And when it comes down to healing, awakening, being inspired, for me, More than any self-help how-to five-step process, it was hearing from other women, like the raw, the real, the ugly, the beauty of what it was like to change their life, whether they were healing from addiction, whether they were overcoming toxic relationships, whether they were leaving behind a life that no longer served them, that they were ashamed of, or whatever it is. For me, it was all of the above. So for me, it was a return from abuse, addiction, and crime, a return to innocence. So that's the title, Setting Myself Free. It is coming out on Wednesday, September 13th. And then, you know, I can move on and finish this other book. (laughs) But this is really important. It's a really important book. And for those of you that have read O Shift, to give you an idea. So the O Shift book, that version was 36 chapters. The book now is 40 chapters with an epilogue. That's like, you know, what happens at the end, the final word from the author kind of thing. There's also a private link that you can only access by going into the book and reading it. And there's going to be free resources there, things that I'm sharing with you as my community and my readers. Next week, as this book becomes available on Amazon, I am going to announce a really amazing opportunity to spend a few days with me. I'm going to create a free virtual event. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be connected to healing, self-worth, remembering, awakening, and returning to your own innocence, your own potential, your own power. And it's going to be absolutely free for the people that read the book, leave a review, and probably share it. I haven't announced all the details, but getting the reviews in the beginning are really important to me. 
Of course, purchases and sharing and all the things really do matter when it comes to getting a book out there. I am really looking forward to it. It's been a process. I'll have to share more about it and perhaps I will um, once it's out. But I'll say there's some things in that book that when I read it now, five years after reading it or writing it, I was like, oh my God, I don't know if that should be in there. Like, I don't know if that belongs in that book anymore. And I decided that, you know, even as uncomfortable as it is and how like, you know, how such a time it was for me that it's important for anyone out there that has moved through some of these situations personally or knows someone that has, it really offers insight. There's really raw, vulnerable insight of what it's like to be a human moving through these very difficult challenges, heartbreaking And also like waking up, remembering who we are, what is possible for us, how our reality can drastically change in six months, a year, two years, five years. Like that is what this book demonstrates. So there's also a really cool graphic situation um, art that you'll see that it changes form and changes shape as you read the book. So I'm really excited. I I can't wait to hear from you all. Um, There's some things that I added context to, but I would say that the main events of the book, the the bones of the book and some of, you know, most of it have remained very similar, but there's been a refinement as my editor, I hired a new editor and just went through it like what could be better? How could we build this story And I read through it and I'm like, oh, I really could offer more context here. Oh, I really rushed through this part. And I rushed through it, not that I rushed through it in time-wise, because it took me two years to write the book and a coach and different kinds of editors, and they really helped me a lot. But it was the fact that some of these events, some of these experiences, I just wanted to kind of move on. (laughs) I I just wanted to get the book done. And now that the book was done for five years and then I revisited it as the woman I am today that is very much different and has had a lot more wisdom in those five years, I got to rework it. So I'm really excited. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I want to tell you about Angelica because Angelica is here on the podcast today and she's someone that I met inside of a mastermind that was virtual but we met in person. We had lunch together with a group of women and I really loved her vibe. She's down to earth. She has grit, but she's one of those women that is just like constantly growing, evolving, asking the important questions, investing in herself. And she's someone that just takes what she does and really cares about it. And you're going to get that from listening to this episode. So let me tell you about Angelica. Angelica is a seven-figure high-performance health and business mentor. She's a creator of Fit for Life program and a dog mama living in Maui, Hawaii. Angelica helps driven female entrepreneurs and executives who desire to level up their health and wealth. She has been featured in Entrepreneur, Authority Magazine, and My Fitness Pal. And she's obsessed with guiding driven women to shift their mindset while shedding those unwanted pounds along the way without ridiculous fad diets or crazy restrictions. To this day, she has helped over 700 women transform their bodies and minds while finding true alignment in their personal and professional lives. On that note, you're in for a beautiful episode. Enjoy it. Share it with someone that would benefit from this message. And if you love what you hear, be sure to tag us on Instagram. Her Instagram is down below in the show notes, as is mine. And I can't wait to hear what you think, what you feel, and how this inspires you. Enjoy. Angelica, I've been excited to bring you on the podcast ever since you and I first met and I saw your Instagram and I saw the results of your clients. I was like, this is, this is amazing. It, the way that you lead your work and from a place of like really caring for yourself, I was like, okay, I want to share your work with my community. So thank you so much for coming thank on and joining you. us. Thank you for the compliments. Yeah. It's a, been a long journey of, you know, going through, cause I went through my own journey first. 
um, losing 40 pounds. And then that's really what spurred me on this kick of wanting to help so many other women. That's what I was going to ask you. I feel like with anyone that is doing something they're really passionate about, the passion comes from knowing what it's like to be stuck in that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> whether it's business, whether it's health, whether it's any, you know, really anything, right. I mean, I do business coaching, I do life coaching and health coaching. It's, it's my experiences. Yeah. We also have certifications, but it's really the experience of being in that person's shoes, like knowing what it feels like to be heavier and uncomfortable and depressed and anxious and poor gut health. And also, you know, I know you work with a lot of these type of clients too, but just really busy, high level women who are like pouring everything from their soul, but then sometimes not pouring back into themselves health-wise. I think even you went through that recently. You had a big revelation. You were like, I need to take care of myself better. Yeah. I mean, I went through that well, that was not just now. I mean, my past was I was drug, alcohol, addiction, food, emotional eating is like a big thing in my family. Like my grandmother did it. My mom more so did with drinking and things like that. But I feel like, yeah, I was so worried about like the biggest priority consciously and even unconsciously was like hitting some sort of numbers in my business. And been there. Yeah. And even though I would say like I hired a private chef and she was doing like certain things like gluten-free, whatever, I would go to air one, which is like the best place you can shop. I'm like, gotta go there. (laughs) But it's crazy because when I look back at these photos, my gut, my belly was so swollen Mm. and it was not only from stress and putting all that pressure on myself that was not even necessary, but then I would be like, all right, well, I'm going to eat all these healthy foods. But then I would still go out to dinner at like some place with who knows what's in the food, um, drink like three cocktails. <laughs> so I was just like, I hate everything you were doing, basically. Yeah, I was like, let's slow it down. So I feel like for anyone that's listening, I know that there's people in my community that have felt maybe some of the things I felt and you might have felt back in before when you hired your coach. But it's like a feeling of like, this is almost like an addiction or it's hard to shut it off or, you know, like limiting yourself can feel like, well, what's the point of life? If I can't eat good foods. So yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. And I do. I'm, I'm from New York. So I'm a foodie, you know, like I love food. My dad was Sicilian. I grew up with him cooking in the kitchen. So I love food and I make it clear to my audience and my clients. Like I do not restrict. I'm yeah. conscious though about my choices, right? If I'm going to go out to dinner on a date with Mike, I'm going to be conscious of what I eat during the day because I want to enjoy maybe a lobster mac and cheese at dinner, right? So it's yeah. just being conscious of being intentional with your decisions. Yeah. It doesn't mean, oh my God, don't ever have a slice of pizza, don't ever have a brownie. But we, as humans, and I think a lot of women really, we tend to be very black and white. We go all in or we go all out. So it's either I'm totally restricting or, you know, I'm, I'm going crazy, right? Yeah. We need a balance. And so that's what I had to do was weave in like almost a new way of being. And now it's really in me where I notice all the things. It's just like, it had to integrate and it became a priority. So it was like, all right, this is the time. And I think turning 40 for me was like now or never, like when, if it's not now, when are you going to do it? it? Yeah. Yeah. So harder too, as you get older, right? I'm like, I'm 42. You feel the shifts. What worked in your twenties is not going to work when you're 40. Women say that to me all the time. I'm like, yeah, your body is different. Your hormones have changed. You can't just restrict and do three hours of cardio and think you're going to lose 10 pounds. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. I used to go to the gym and I'd be like, oh, I can just go to the gym for two weeks and my booty's back. And it's not like that anymore. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this, this is not how it works. We're not 25 anymore. But nope. you mentioned being in New York, eating all the good food. And I know that you went on your journey. So take us back to paint the picture because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to your personal story of what led sure. you to hiring your first coach and being at your like, I'm done. I'm done yeah. struggling on my own. So, I mean, I was basically overweight from the time I was a child. I remember getting made fun of um, for being chubby. I never had a boyfriend until I was like in my twenties because I was just, I was uncomfortable. I was, I was overweight. I had severe acne, like cystic acne all over my face, my chest, my back. I still have some scars. So I was pretty miserable growing up where I'm sorry, I'm going back a little far. But I'm just no, this is good. This yeah. Is- I think it's good for people to see. Cause if you looked at my Instagram, you would have no idea. You'd be like, Oh, she was born. Like-. It's like, no, I've been through some shit. So excuse my language, but so, you know, growing up, I was never really, I never felt good on my body. It was always a thing. I remember being like, uh, in third grade, going to the doctor with my mom and them them saying, oh yeah, she's overweight. She needs to drink skin milk and things like stick in your head. I'm like, skin milk, what's that? Right. It's like, why am I being told I need to do something different? Right. You just, you start to feel 
kind of out of sorts and kind of isolated in that way. So that continued all the way, you know, being overweight throughout high school, throughout college. Of course, in college, I tried the starvation diet and doing five hours on the elliptical. I tried everything, right? A diet pills, hydroxycut, whatever. Every I, I used to take that. <laughs> yeah, I tried every diet, in, you know, back in the day. Now it's keto, but before it was Atkins, right? Or it was South Beach diet, whatever the hell. All the things, I'm sure you did some of them too, and I'm sure the listeners have. So I tried all the things and um, I graduated college and I got uh, my job in pharmaceutical sales and I loved it. And it was, but it's very on the go and it's very hustle. And it was like, make, talk about, make these numbers, move up, do the good, right? And I like was pouring into this career, wanted to be really good. I love sales, love talking to people. I was like determined to be really, a really good rep. And while I was doing that, I was going out to do- dinners with doctors and entertaining and drinking and eating more. And then during the day, you're busy. You're going from doctor's office to doctor's office. This is why I attract a lot of real estate agents because I know what that's like. They're going from house to house. I was going from office to office. Same thing. I was living on Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. And like all of a sudden you look in the mirror, you're like, wow, none of my clothes fit. I feel even more disgusting. And I just kind of one day looked at myself. I kind of felt like I hit rock bottom. I was like, I need to, I need help. Because what I, everything I was trying, it would work like for a short term, nothing ever stuck. And I just realized like, I need someone to help me. And I remember being on the elliptical and just being like, this is ridiculous. Like I, I just, I need help. And then I hired my first coach. Um, I worked with him for a year. I lost 40 pounds with him. Um, and then I felt something within me just like light the F up. And I was like, I need to do this for a living. Like, I, and I thought, okay, I need to be a virtual trainer. I just, I didn't even know where to go. Coaching wasn't really a big thing yet. Um, so I decided to leave New York, move to California, start, uh, getting into Equinox gym, which is a huge gym in New York and Cali, um, and work my way up there and then work my way up in the gym, never trained in one before got the certifications. And, you know, the manager said to me, I almost didn't hire you. And I was like, well, why? And he's like, well, cause you're very strong energy and you had zero experience, but I just felt like a spark in you. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> work my way up there and then decided to leave there. And that's when I moved into coaching, um, because I wanted to help women at a deeper level. I didn't want it to just be workouts. I wanted to be nutrition gut health, mindset, life, routine. So everything. So that's kind of how I got where I am today. Oh, I love that. How was the transition when, I mean, cause I feel like a lot of people that are listening either want to start a business or maybe want to like, they're transitioning. I feel like a lot of people yep. are in transition right now. Yep. Transitioning from medical sales to, I want to be a personal trainer. Yeah. That was, was the first. That was the first transition. Yeah. Medical sales. So I want to be personal trainer. Well, first off, it was a huge mother freaking pay cut, <laughs> like huge. Like, you know, you go from making multiple six figures to $14 an hour at the gym. So, um, that will happen. Like for people who are listening, like if you want to transition your career, you may be prepared to take a short term pay cut. But what I believe is that if you are truly passionate about something, if you are totally aligned with it, the money will come. And I just kind of trusted that my parents thought it was crazy. They're like, what are you doing? You live in this nice condo on the beach in Long Island. Like, you know, like I was making great money. It wasn't even like, it was a hard job. I liked it. Medical sales wasn't really hard, but I was just really unfulfilled, just really unfulfilled. Like it just wasn't lighting me up. And I don't just do things for the money. I do things because they light me the F up. And then, yeah, the money comes. Right. So, and that um, only leads to being unhealthy when we're unfulfilled. It's like, right. Yeah. That's the worst. It's the worst thing. Yeah. It's draining, draining. And yeah, you're not thriving in that sense. So yeah, it was a big transition and no working at the gym was not great money, but it was fulfilling. And I met a lot of great people there. Um, and I actually met a client who kind of became my mentor and she kept saying to me, you're meant to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, what the hell is an entrepreneur? I was literally didn't even know what the word meant <laughs> oh at the time. It's so funny. And she like introduced me to, um, Dean Grazioso and Tony Robbins. I started reading these books, wow. the book, you are a badass. And I'm like, wait, I am a badass. I don't, I'm not going to stay in this gym anymore. I got more to offer. I have more to do. And it just like spurred me into this whole entire entrepreneurial journey. I love that. And that just goes to show, like when we follow that one breadcrumb of whatever feels like the right next step the yep. path is always revealed it's always. just in the most unpredictable way like how that all unfolds I love and it, it comes to trusting yourself too I think you know my word for 2023 was trust trusting my gut more because I'm constantly running into situations I'm sure you were too in your business or in your life where you're like yeah I don't know this kind of doesn't feel good down here and like sometimes I didn't listen to it and I kind of screwed myself a few times last year in business not listening to my gut so I was like my word is trust because I trusted myself when I left New York and moved to California. I trusted my gut to move from Maui uh, to move from Cali to Maui, Hawaii, 
with my partner, you know, and, and it's all worked out beautifully. So when you really do sit in surrender and trust, I believe that the universe like conspires with you. You just have to be patient about it. Totally. That that's happened so many times on my path in the same way when I don't trust that or don't follow it, it space. (laughs) And then you're like, I knew it. Yeah. And then it's like a whole other thing, but I think that's the human experience and that's discernment. So it's like, we just get wiser and wiser by all of the discernment along the way. Uh, But I want to now, because your life is so different. You were living in New York, you're living this fast paced life. You're doing all the sales, you're working your way up through Equinox and then starting a wellness coaching uh, Mm -hmm. business. right? Right. And now you live in Maui. I feel like Yes. You live in the spacious life, you know, in comparison. So tell us about your life now, like your life and business and where you've landed on the other side of that. I still, I'm still on very like type A, I would say, but I've definitely calmed down more, you know, just being in Maui, you kind of naturally have to slow down. Everyone's really slow. They're really slow at the restaurant. You're like, can I get a water like today, please? <laughs> like everything's just very different than New York and LA too, because LA is pretty fast paced in a sense. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's slower, it's calmer here. Um, it's beautiful energy here. You know, Maui's really healing. I feel like I feel more healed here, more calm. Um, and I've worked, I've done a lot of healing work while being here too, to not, to be less reactive, uh, to my business or to people in general. And also since I moved here, I've, I cut out a lot of people. Um, because just what I realized over time, like you said, as we get older, that wisdom comes, it's like, I don't need to have a hundred friends. Like I could have 10 close good friends and I just feel much more fulfilled in my life. I've learned to just like say no to a lot of things. Like if I don't want to go out to dinner with these people, I say no, where I used to be like, sure. And then like, Oh, I don't want to go. Right. Like I just really respect my own personal boundaries a lot more. I don't know if that has to do with Maui or has to do with the age. Maybe it's a combination of the energy here in Maui. And then, you know, like turning 40, I don't know, Yeah, Um, but I just noticed that, um, I think that is something in the forties. Like that's how I've been in my forties. I'm just like, I don't have, I just, if it doesn't feel like a full, full yes. And I know that that's a thing, but I think that there's a refinement of how much we value our time and energy. I agree with you. It has to be a full F, like F yes. Like F yes, I want to do that. And if it's not, I'm just going to politely say, you know, no, thank you. Without explanation. Like, yeah the need to, to explain anymore but yeah I mean Maui's beautiful we literally live like a 30 second walk to the ocean I've always lived near the ocean though so in Long Island I lived on the beach in California I lived in Hermosa Beach and now I live in Maui so I am I need to be near an ocean it's like my it's my safe space it gives me clarity <laughs> and cleanse. so like if I'm having a crazy day I just go into the ocean so what are your top three signs like your top three your big three in astrology do you know um it's I have a lot, I'm, I'm Aries and I also have a lot of Aries okay. in, in my chart. Um, I don't know. I have to look. No, I, I was just, if you know it, you know it. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder, cause you just love to be by the water. Obviously you don't stray. And I remember when I was like, I like Austin, you're like, I hate Austin. <laughs> so I do remember, I remember we had that conversation. You're like, I gotta be in the, I gotta be near the coast. Yeah. Oh, I, can't. <laughs> like, I have to go to Austin for a business mastermind next month. And I'm like dreading it. I'm like, for yeah. 120 degrees gross. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, people like love it and they think it's such a pretty city. And I'm like, I love the Maui. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Everyone has their own. Me. <laughs> me in any way, shape or form that Austin's amazing. Sorry if you live in Austin, but it's not for me. <laughs> that's, but that's the thing. Everyone gets to have their own place. Otherwise people would only live in, right. you know. Yeah. I also hate like, New York city. Like when people know I'm from New York, they're like, oh, I love the city. I'm like, no, I'm from Long Island. I'm from a beach town and I hate the city. I don't like crowds. I don't like even though I'm a fast paced person, like my boyfriend's always like, slow down, calm my boyfriend. My fiance's was like, slow down, calm down. I'm still very like mentally that way, but like my environment, I like it to be slow, calm, peaceful, quiet. That's good. It probably gives you space so that all of your energy has yeah. a place to be. Yeah. Maui is slow. Um, and I mean, it's good because it just supports you if you want to slow yeah. down and spacious. But right. with what I want to say now is like circling it back to your work and your business when it comes to women, you say long, long-term permanent weight loss. That's the term you use. And then mm-hmm. gut health, mm-hmm. because sometimes when people talk about permanent weight loss, you don't hear the gut health conversation in there. Like sometimes people just focus on weight loss. Right. Um, but I like that there's both. And I can imagine only from my own experience, if you're focusing on gut health, it's really a more holistic approach. Yeah. So yes. tell me about how that came to be for you. There are a lot of coaches out there who will say, you don't need to focus on gut health to lose weight. And I completely disagree. 
because gut is literally the second brain of your body. And if your gut is inflamed, sure, you can, you can lose weight. It'll be more difficult, but you're still going to have a slew of symptoms if you have inflammation in your gut. And I mean, some symptoms that you're, you won't even recognize that would be connected to it, like being anxious, being depressed, being severely sluggish. Like there, yes, there are ways to lose weight by going into a caloric deficit, like no shit, obviously, but that doesn't mean that you're going to feel good doing it. That's why I take the approach with gut health. Why I got so involved in gut health is because a few years ago, I got leaky gut in candida and I pretty much looked how I look now lean, but I had, I started to get this like almost like prego belly. Like I was starting to look pregnant, very bloated. And then all of a sudden I was like going to the gym and I could not lift like weights that I would use for warming up started to feel really heavy. Everything started to hurt. I felt like I was waking up with like almost like hungover, but I wasn't drinking like a pain over my right eye, severe acid reflux. And I was like, what is going on? See a GI doctor. They're like, Oh, I'll well, take Nexium and take Prilosec and do this and don't eat acidic foods. I'm like, I don't eat acidic foods. There's something else is going on. Saw a functional medicine doctor and he was like, you have tests, did all these tests. And he was like, you have leaky gut, you have candida, you need to slow down. You need to really start slowing down. Wow. Ironically, right now I live in Maui. He literally prescribed me meditation. And I was like, now I'm, I'm big into meditating. But like four years ago, I was like, this is five years ago. I was like, this is so dumb. Doesn't that frustrate you? I think any fast paced person, I'm East Coaster too. So like when my doctors did that to me, I went to the doctor for, for something else. And they're, they're like yoga meditation. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> ridiculous. Give like, me something that fixes this. Give me something else. So I was already eating pretty, pretty healthy, obviously, but you know, there was some stuff that was inflaming my system because you could eat healthy, but you could still have food sensitivity. So like I, found out that avocado and almonds and egg yolks didn't agree with my body. So things like that. So wow. there's something on and just basically over time, the level of stress and the fact that I was on so many antibiotics as a child, basically from the time I was born, I had tubes in my ears and then I had the severe acne. So I was on almost every antibiotic over the, under the sun. Like I have a post on it. I listed out everything I was on and it's wild. And all, all of those things combined just damages your gut health. So the lining just yeah. And thinner and thinner. So the, the toxins get in, the bad bacteria multiplies, right? So it was no surprise that eventually at a certain point I had just started my online business was when you just start any new business is stressful. I was really stressed. I didn't have any Facebook or Instagram presence. I took this big risk investing in my first coach with money I didn't have. So I was stressed the F out. So it was like the perfect storm quite honestly. And my doctor was like, you need to decrease your stress. You need to slow down. You're running your body into the ground. You're working out too much. And I was like too much. I work out like for one hour a day. He's like, but it's the workouts you're doing. It's like the style, right? So it was all these things. Um, so that got me just really deep into gut health. And I worked with him for a year, even though I healed, I like kept in touch with him, talk about different protocols, um, in a way, almost like shadowing him, you know, cause I lived in California at the time. And then I kind of came up with my own protocols for candida, for leaky gut, for SIBO. So we've helped uh, so many clients overcome these gut issues and it changes their life. And yeah. then at the same time, they start to shed weight. But I believe in really tackling the gut health first before saying, okay, let's get you ripped. Yeah. I mean, it's connected to so much. I'm very now. honest with people too. Like, I'm like, if you have severe gut inflammation, you need to give me six months. Yeah. Don't talk to me and think that this is a three month fix. Like you have years and years of inflammation. It doesn't just poof gone like that. So how do you know when you're working with someone, do you send them for tests or is it something like, all right, I'm looking at your belly and your body composition and I can just tell that something's. I can look at their body and tell I've looked at bodies now for 13 years, right? Like females bodies. So you show me body, they're like, this, this, this is wrong. But also some, some women come to us and they've gotten testing, which is very helpful for us. So I could look at blood work. I could look at gut health testing. And if they are interested, um, I have a company I'm not affiliated with, but there's this one called Biome that you can get that'll read your food sensitivities. And, but I don't force people to do that because you can really pay attention to how your body reacts. So I suggest like paying attention to your sleep, paying attention to your level of anxiety. When is it coming up? When are you feeling these things? Are you getting bloated after you eat certain things? So we're just really being more conscious about instead of being like, I'm always bloated, but when are you bloated? Like, I know if I eat broccoli and Brussels sprouts, I'm going to look pregnant. You got to yeah, That's me with cabbage. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I look so pregnant. I'm like, is it a boy or is it a girl? Right, What's yeah. going okay. on? Have any cruciferous for me. And I, I have a uh, hypothyroid. So typically people with hypothyroid Hashimoto's, um, the cruciferous vegetable can aggravate the symptoms. So there's just yeah. things like that. So um, yeah, but I can look at someone and be like, your gut is distended. There's a level of inflammation or this is just fat. Like I can, I can tell by looking. Yeah. 
I, so I obviously know the benefit of having a coach and I think a lot of people do. Um, but I think that some people are maybe more likely to hire business coaches sometimes, yeah. Yeah. right? Like that's yeah. what I would think. But I feel like whenever you're serious about something and you know that you've been trying on your own, it's like hiring help. is just like that person that's by your side. It just changes us as women. Totally. What is that experience like? you finally getting a coach and then now you being a coach, what are some of those, just like speak on it, whatever you feel called to speak on. Cause I feel like some people may need the nudge of like, you've been doing this. And like I said, when I was 40, I was just like, are we going to change our eating habits or not me to myself? (laughs) And yeah. What you resist persists. So if you've been trying to do something on your own for a while, and I think with health, a lot of people do this because what I feel with health, which is different than business. And I kind of coach it both. Right is that with health, there's an overwhelming amount of information. Like you could go on Google and be like, how to lose weight fast, right? 40 million things come up. Oh, what is keto? What is Ozempic? All these things come up where if you wrote how to start a business, it's not really as direct, right? There's a million types of businesses. There's different ways to do it. Different. So I feel like with health, sometimes people think like, oh, I can figure it out on my own. Oh, yeah. Or I can just like read a little about it here or get a book. And while you can gain some knowledge like that, you're still not the expert, right? There's an mm-hmm. expert for everything. If you sprain your wrist and weeks are going by and it's not getting better, you're just going to like Google it or are you going to go to the doctor? You're going to go to the doctor, right? But for some reason with weight loss, fat loss, health, people think they can do a lot of Googling, um, which I'm not against it, but you know, we're experts for a reason. We're all experts in our fields for a reason. I've had a coach literally my first coach who helped me lose 40 pounds. Then after that, um, I got a life coach, I have an energy coach, I have a psychic uh, healer uh, energy that I work with. I have a business coach that I've been with for two years. So I will always have a coach of some sort. What realm it will be in? I don't know. You know, there's, yeah. I think always the, the business coach I have now most likely will be with him for a long time. So right in two years and he knows me very well. I also believe in long-term mentorship, but also you can get comfortable with a long-term mentor. So you have to know the time when it's ready for a shift. But, you know, I, I just think that you show up as humans, we all tend to have a little bit of people pleasing tendencies. Mm -hmm. You show up more powerfully when you know, someone is looking over you, watching you, you have someone to answer to. We all show up in a different energy when we have that. So yeah, that's a great point. The greatest athletes in the world have coaches. If you've ever watched that documentary, The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. I just watched that. Oh, so good. Oh, my God, you just watched it. It was so good. I feel like um, also I heard, you know, that what's what's his name? His coach, the book Relentless. Hmm. Back when I worked in finance, my mentor in finance would always talk about that. I can't think of his name right now, but it was Michael Jordan's personal trainer. No. Trainer, okay. Uh, I don't know his name. I'm spacing on his name, but anyway. Um. Yeah, that, but I also watched randomly and I'm not even a sports person, but the quarterback. Oh, we just series, finished that. that. was amazing. So good. But do you see how they cared for like one guy's getting like neurofeedback? They're making yes. sure like their bodies don't go out there. And I had no idea because I don't even watch football, but to, in order to be tackled like that, to still perform for their muscles to come back to repair, there's so much work that has to go into it, but it shows like our bodies are so resilient. They're so resilient. They're so capable but we also have to treat them as such. And I know for me, like I feel definitely pulled to perform better when I have a coach, but there's something for me, maybe because I just never had the emotional support growing up that when I feel like I have support in my corner, I just feel safer. I feel something. There's something about it that just makes me feel like I feel good. Like I called my mentor the other day, I was going through something and it's not that they gave me anything that was like, wow, I've never heard that before, but it was like being seen and held and, and like, I'm not walking in this moment alone. And then there was like flow after. Exactly. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. It's this life altering thing that he's saying to me or that I'm saying to my clients, quite honestly. Right. Yeah. You just, it's, it's an outside view. Right. And just like Michael Jordan says in the last dance, he's like, he wouldn't have gotten to where he was without Phil Jackson, without even Dennis Rodman, without his teammates. So when you look at your life and you look at how far you've come, did you really just get to be where you are by yourself? I yeah. would never no. in a million years have gotten to this point without the support I've had. Various coaches, even coaches who screwed me over and were the worst, it was a learning lesson and it helped me totally. in some way, right? Yeah, helps us become better coaches. I know the guy's name. It's, I think it's Tim Grover. Anyway, it was yeah. his, it was his, but like being, um, being Michael Jordan's personal trainer, you have to be like, like this person is like top notch wanting to be everybody. (laughs) So competitive. So it was just interesting watching like all that masculine energy of like, if you say that now, I really have to win. (laughs) It's like so different than, you know, like it's a different energy. Um, 
But back to this with women, what do you feel like, what have you found with your clients? Some common, I don't know, stuff points. Yeah. Stories. Oh yeah. Things that, yeah. Stories. Yeah. Tell us. Well, also pouring into the, the main thing is, you know, um, I talk to women every day and viewing them for my program and it's, I pour into everyone else. I do for my career, I do for my family, I do for my partner. And at the end of the day, I don't pour into me. It's like they're not putting their oxygen masks on first. Mm-hmm. So that's not even a story. That's just really that them not, I don't think it's a story they're creating. It's it's literally just, they're not putting themselves first. And I know? think that's a pattern. Like pattern. And then they get stuck yeah. in a vicious cycle and it's hard to get out of until you reach rock bottom. Like one of the new clients I just brought on today, she's amazing energy. She's like, I'm like, why do you want to do this now? She's like, I'm at my breaking point. She's like, I've done everything for everyone else. And I'm just looking at myself in the mirror and I do not like what I see. So they reach a breaking point. That's definitely a commonality of pouring into everyone. The career is great. The house is beautiful, beautiful family. But they look in the mirror. They're like, I hate what I see. All the pieces fit in the puzzle, but not the body, not, you know, not the right mindset. They're not in a good place. And your body's your home, essentially. The other thing is excuses and stories like it's my hormones, it's my metabolism. I've always been fat. I'll always be fat. I can't do it. I don't have time. And, you know, in our, in our upcoming challenge, I, I love the first day because I break down all these stories because I told myself mm-hmm. them too. I'm big bone. Both of my parents are fat. I'll always be fat. I don't have time. This is, I mean, we tell ourselves all these stories and it's really just coming to terms like, do you want to live in your stories or do you want to break through and have the results? Because you only have, you have two choices, live in your stories and your fears or break the F through. Yeah. And then there's a lot of fear. That's the third one. Fear of failure. I've tried other programs. How do I know what's going to work? Oh, I've, I've lost weight before, but I gained it back. So people don't realize that they actually need to create a massive identity shift. That's what I wanted to bring up to you. Like the yeah. disappointment. I feel like there's a disappointment when someone's tried everything. Yeah. And I get yeah. it. I also tried everything. But then yeah. I say to them, have you actually been under the care of a coaching staff that is there for you, like basically almost 24 seven guiding you and supporting you and giving you something that is not just tailored to your body goals, but your lifestyle. Cause it's not just do these workouts and, and eat these foods. It's what is your life? Everyone leads a different lifestyle. Some clients need shorter workouts. Some clients need more mindset coaching. Some clients need more gut health coaching. Some clients have hormonal issues. So I always say like, ha- what have you done? Cause I'm sure it wasn't like yeah. this. I'm sure almost hundred percent of the time, none of the other programs or things they did tapped into mindset. Yeah. Because the biggest foundation of, of the transformation is your mindset. You motivate the mind, the body follows. And they forget that it's really creating an identity shift, become a different person. So whatever happened in the past was the past. So let that go and start from now. I love that. That's and that's such an empowering like yeah. all of that sounds empowering. But I feel like as women, it's so nice to have the support. And if you are busy, you have kids, you've been pouring into everyone. The idea of having support, you said there's, is it like a concierge service then? I mean, it's like, kind of, it's like always available. I mean, sure. Like, well, obviously um, when we're sleeping, we're not answering, but basically Monday through Saturday, they have access. If they're working with one-on-one with me elite, they have access to me Monday through Saturday or my coaches Monday through Saturday, we take Sundays off. Okay. Like we have one day. I was like, you know, we one day not on our phones, but we are there. And besides that, we have like a private community. We do live coaching calls every week. I lead live coaching calls. My coaches lead live coaching calls. So there's a ton of support. Yeah. Like there, we, we will do everything in our power not to let a client like make excuses. We don't want them to fail. Like we, we want to see them get results, yeah. but they also have to come in. They have to put the work in. I they can't have to do the things. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't come to your house and meal prep. I say that we, we will do everything. There's no stone left on term. We have a breath work coach. We have a spiritual coach. We do meditation. We do tapping. This is unlike a normal body transformation program. We literally tap into no pun intended every area of your life but I will not be flying to your house to do your meal prep or do your workout. So you got to do your part too. You got to do the mindset work. You can't just come to a mindset call and sit there and not take notes and then think that you integrated. So you got to yeah. do the work too. I, uh, that's one thing I, I learned in my own journey was like, cause if you don't even want to meal prep and if you can't like even work with your own food, like that's, that was such a powerful part for me because when I was in this busy way of life, it was like, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time. And, and I could hire someone, but then it was like, also like, it didn't, I didn't love having someone in my house. And then I'd have to like hide my yeah. dogs and be in the office. And like, one of the things was like, I want to slow down and like get in touch with my food. I love that. And yeah. just the idea of just like being with it. And then it became a habit where now uh, when I eat out, I'm just, yeah, it's just so, it's like a whole different, like I'm a different person, love but that. I feel like being willing to do that, like 
meal prepping and working out is like the minimum. Well, so first of all, it's a story too. I just posted about today. Stop overcomplicating your meal prep. Like you don't yeah. need to be Martha Stewart. We're not serving up for a Michelin restaurant. Freaking batch cook your food, use your grill, use your oven, cook multiple things at once, bing, bam, boom, done. We teach that in the program. Yeah. People have this like preconceived notion. If you watch my stories, my food is always so boring and ugly. And one of my best perform- performing reels is boring equals lean. Just stop making it complicated. I legit will eat ground turkey, sweet potato, and arugula every day for the rest of my life if it makes me feel good. I do not care. Yeah. I cannot do that. I'm like, I like, I like the flavors. So I, but I I love, I can cook up, I can cook up a quick, like I've gotten good at cooking up something quick. Like, you know what I mean? I think everyone has different lifestyles, but, um, I would say for the people out there who feel like this is overwhelming, which was me a year ago, I'm like, it's so overwhelming. I can't, I can't fathom doing it where now I will just like be, I will be so hungry and I'll pull up at home and I can just go upstairs and cook something healthy quick. Yeah. And I'm like, that was not even that hard. That was not even that complicated. Oh, so I feel I like it yeah, is an identity not. shift. But speak on that for someone that might be like, what does that even mean? Like, what does an identity shift mean? Wait, well, when like, it comes to like nutrition. Pain, and, yeah. yeah. For me, what it means is like, I always say transformation requires an identity shift, right? So if you keep identifying with the old version of you that doesn't want a meal prep, that thinks that they don't have time for workouts, that thinks that they can't wake up early, that thinks that they don't know how to meditate, you will stay that person. But yet yeah. your goals are to become this beautiful, fit, confident, radiant version of yourself. Pick who you want to be. Because if yeah. you want to be that next level version of yourself, you need to change your identity shift. And statistically, it shows it takes four years to actually create an identity shift. Wow. So I did not stuff, know that. Yeah. It takes 16 to 18 months to change your lifestyle for it to become like, okay, now I meal prep, now I work out, now you're doing the things, right? These habits are in you, but you actually haven't created a true identity shift, like to get to where I am, where I don't even think about the meal prep. It's just like a natural flow state. That's like three to four years. But you know, like I said, like, yes, your food can have flavor. I'm Italian. I love flavor. We make homemade pizza. We make gluten-free brownies. I cook a lot of different things, but for starters, if you're just starting out and you're already feeling overwhelmed, just keep it really simple. Pick three types of protein you like, right? Pick a few carbs you like, pick some fruits. Like we, and we help our clients with this, but don't think that you need, when you start Googling all these recipes, that's when it gets overwhelming because there's 50 million ingredients. Like what the yeah. heck? No, that's yeah. not the way to do it, right? So keep it simple. And that's what I mean by boring equals lean. It's more like yeah. simple. My food is flavor, but I typically eat the same things often because my, my body feels good with them. And as someone who has, you know, who had, severe gut issues and has a hypothyroid and PCOS, I, I need to be careful what I, what I intake as well. So yeah. you know, being conscious, but a, that is a story that I don't have time that meal prep is hard. Like my post today was about that. You're overcomplicating it. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that you, I'm glad I asked you that. What are some of the best, like on the other side, on the flip side, people that have worked with you and they've done the identity shifting, they've begun the process. What are some of the like success stories or anything that oh, comes God. to mind that's exciting or like, you know, um, what's exciting for me is just as overall looking at my program is that women come to us to change their bodies, but they either walk away or a lot of them are still with us with making more money in nicer homes in better relationships with their partners. That's to me what sticks out because that's really fulfilling for me as a coach. Right. And for them, right. They come in, not, not even thinking like one of our clients, she's lost so much weight, but she's like, I'm a better mom. She's like, I'm not drinking anymore. My kids want to cook with me. My kids want to work out with me. Like we are changing people's lives. This isn't just about the quote unquote shedding of weight. We are shedding layers and layers that don't, that don't need to be there anymore. Right. Like energetically, mentally, like emotionally, like they're holding on to all this stuff their whole life. We help them release that. We really help them see like who they truly are. Um, another client who came, like, didn't have that much weight to lose very bad gut issues. Um, totally healed from SIBO, like had been to three or four doctors stuck for three years. I'm not a doctor, never claimed to be one, but I certainly know how to help people with gut health. And it's because I really focus on the metaphysical. So Mm -hmm. we do a lot of focusing on how your mind affects your body. So just seeing all these clients really transform at a much deeper level. That's to me. And if you read the testimonials about my program, whether on Instagram or whatever, that's what a lot of them are saying, you know, like, Oh, my mindset, Oh, my mindset, Oh, I changed so much. Yes. Of course their bodies changed. But it's it's just a whole complete identity shift. There's a word again. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. different people, and like the fact that they they're learning how to manifest. They're manifesting new jobs and new homes and making more money. Like they didn't come into the program for that. 
Yeah. That, but it makes so much sense because you being, being more present with your food, you being more present with the way you're moving your body, that yeah. level of presence is going to like spread into everything. It does. Yeah. And it's, it's connected. Like you're more yeah. connected. When you feel more aligned and confident in your body and you're more true to your authentic self because we teach a lot on boundaries and people pleasing and all that stuff. And they start to feel like, oh, this is who I am. I'm going to stand more on my power. I'm asking for that raise. I'm quitting this job. I can't tell like, I have so many clients quitting jobs because they, they know they deserve better. Like that, that to me is like a ton of it, like a lot of the success. Yeah. And I saw on your website that you have an emotional eating guide, mm-hmm. right? Like, a, yeah, yeah so there's like cool freebies if anyone wants to see it, yeah. but you just brought up boundaries. So that makes me think of this because it's like, if someone has poor boundaries, if they're letting all these things slide, that actually feel like shit. Where, well, then what do you do? There's going to be some outlet that has to happen. So whether it's eating too much, drinking alcohol, numbing yourself, there's something because that, that kind of line crossing is happening. Yeah. So it just shows up in other ways. Do you want to touch on emotional eating at all? Like how this is all connected? I don't know. I feel like that's such an important topic. We do. I mean, I used to emotionally eat very bad, you know, really horribly and binge eat. Um, It's a really important topic. And I I think it's so, so, so common. I think some women don't even realize they're doing it. They're like, yeah, even I stress. I'm like, well, that's emotional eating. I crave chips. (laughs) I'm like, I want kettle chips. I'm like the salty sweet. I need something sweet. Then I need something salt. And I need like the back and forth. But, you know, in reality, first things first is having a level of awareness of getting in touch with your emotions. So many of us, like we talked about earlier, we're so on the go and we're so busy that we're not being present and we're not being intentional. And all of a sudden we're just shoving crap in our mouth with having zero level of awareness or presence, right? So first things first is like really teaching people to slow down, to tap into how do I feel? I like to call it halt. Am I hungry? And it's like a good little, am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or thirsty, Mm. right? If you can just slow down and take a second, like, let's just say you ate lunch, right? And then you had a stressful Zoom call. Then you went back into the kitchen and your emotional eating. And then suddenly you start to have like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty full. I just like ate lunch an hour ago. Am I even hungry? Am I angry from that Zoom call? Am I lonely because I'm working from home all day? Am I tired? Am I thirsty? Of course, there's stress. There's a million other emotions, but it's yeah. all so good. Yeah, it's a good little analogy to help. And then it's like, it's recognizing, oh, actually, I, I'm not even hungry. Why am I in here? And then yeah. taking a few deep breaths counting to 10. And then I like to flip the activity. Can you call someone? Can you text your coach? Can you go read for a little bit? Can you meditate? Can you go for a walk? Replace the activity of eating with something else that you enjoy. Do you need to go outside and ground, maybe take a walk on the beach? Because a lot of times when we are emotional eating, we're trying to quell something inside us, right? So whatever that emotion is, get in touch with that emotion and then find a different way to overcome it, right? Rather than just shoving more food in your mouth, but you have to slow down. If you yeah. don't slow down and you don't focus on being present, you're never going to recognize these patterns, right? Yeah. And the way we, we help our clients slow down is we kind of like, I kind of force them to meditate. I do it every Wednesday on the calls with me. Like, it's almost like we prescribe them, like start with five minutes, because if you don't, if you don't meditate, how do you know how to slow down? Like you need to do different practices, right? They all feed into each other. So, or grounding yeah. your feet in the grass or the sand for five minutes a day, just slowing down and getting more in touch with yourself. When you become more in touch with yourself, then you start to recognize these things. Oh, I'm biting my nails. Oh, emotional eating. Oh, I'm doing these things. And then you have the level of awareness to help. We can help you change it. You know, that's so important too, for anyone with kids. It's like these patterns because it impacts our children so much, but the ability to just be like, okay, I can actually sit down. Even if my mind says I can't, or I'm too busy. It's like, slow down. It's okay. Take that moment. And do that. But it's so true because then I found with my own emotional eating, if I do emotional eat, then what comes next? The shame or the guilt or the talk about compounding that. shit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. talk on it. Um, we all are going to emotionally eat at times. And the, the best thing you can do for yourself is to just let it go. Because if you yeah. live in that cycle of guilt and shame, it'll then lead to more emotional eating. And also just remembering that food has no moral value. There's no good food. There's no bad food. You're not good because you had a salad. You don't get a gold star and you're not bad because you ate a freaking cookie. Food is just food. That was one of the first things that really helped me with my like binge eating and emotional eating to just say, okay, like this is, I'm not bad for doing this. Right. Cause I, st- I just start to feel so bad and disgusting. Like, how could I do this? How could I eat this? Like eating huge bags of chips, like all at once. Right. Or a thing of ice cream, like felt to me like disgusting behavior, but I know people can relate. 
but just letting it go and saying like, okay, like how, what can I do better next time? And the cure is you really have to slow down and be in touch with your emotions. So how do you get in touch with your emotions? Well, either you're chatting with your coach, you're journaling, you're meditating, you know, you're brain dumping. You have to get in touch with how you feel. You can't just let it all live inside. Oh, that's so important. And I think that I, even with that little guilt and shame, I've been wanting to talk about this on the podcast, um, just because I never gave everyone like my health update after I did share it in the fall. But one of the things I followed all these health accounts and I had to unfollow majority of them because I found I was doing that guilt on the opposite end, healthy stuff, because now all of a sudden kale is poison and all these things are happening. And I was just like, okay, well now I'm eating the egg. I feel good about it, but like my body actually wants greens. And then it was just all of this conflicting information. And I'm like, I'm just going to trust what's true for my body because this, like, it was just the, um, like the opposite. I, there's a term for this, but it was a feeling of feeling bad. It was like too overwhelming with too much food information. So now I'm just like, you know what? No, obviously there's certain things that are not going to make me feel great. There's certain things that are everyone else is eating. Like people love beef. I just can't go with beef. It just, it just doesn't work for me. Um, but like, there's all of these things like do this. If you want to live long, do that. If you want to be healthy, I want to ask you, what are your, like, what is your, um, schedule like like what are your what's your morning routine like what's I have seen where you do like grocery hauls and I think that's really fun it just shows people like the everyday like I yeah, went to I the store I got these things yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, do, I'll do another one soon um my morning routine is uh wake up brush my teeth meditate like immediately meditate because if I don't do it immediately then what I find as a busy entrepreneur I'm like let me check my messages let me answer my team you know so I gotta do it right away I get my crystals I light my Palo Santo or Sage, uh, usually Palo Santo um, or Copal, which I got in Mexico. So yeah, I, morning routine is is precious to me. I'll, I'll do anywhere from a 15 to a 30 minute meditation, depending on the day. Uh, then I usually make my uh, green tea. Then I have like room temperature water with lemon, get ready for the gym. I always walk to the gym. It's part of my morning routine just to like get some steps in, clear my head, get some sunlight um, and then work out. Okay. So you do like a fasted workout. Uh, I do do a fasted workout unless I, and I, I just, honestly, I started that when I had my severe gut health issues because I was not allowed to eat eggs at all. Like it came up that I was allergic to the whole egg, the white mm. and the yolk. And I was like, what the heck am I going to eat for breakfast? I didn't want to do protein shakes. I don't eat dairy. So I like, I was like, I'm just going to stop eating breakfast for a little bit. Um, and I was fine with it. So I do work out fasted, but I, but I want to make this clear. I'm not doing it because I think it's better for your fat loss. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to lose weight. It's just fine for me. There are days when I wake up hungry and I eat. I also yeah. cycle. I road cycle and I always eat before a 40, 50 mile bike ride. So I just, yeah. you know, wow. crazy. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three or four hours I'm eating and bringing snacks with me. But yeah, so then I, I work out fasted. Um, well, I have some green tea with honey. Um, and then I get home from the gym eat, eat, and then go right to calls. But my morning routine is, is pretty sacred. Pretty okay. Sacred. That's cool. No, it's interesting. It's one of my friends, she's 51. She is a hot 51. Like I mean, she is like goals. Okay. And she works out, but she is, she does, she like, um, fast until like usually one or two, whenever she's hungry, but she'll work out fasted. And she's like, when she was 40, she was really sick and really unhealthy. But she changed her diet. And it's like, I know everyone has their own bio individuality, but I just like to see, I see with a lot of people that are just like very strong, their constitution is strong. There's that, a lot of them haven't that in common. And I think it's good to see when women are having that because men and women have different. Totally. Yeah. Well, different. And I, I have clients say like, do I need to eat breakfast? I'm like, you do not, but you do need to get your proper amount of calories in your day. So there are clients who want to do intermittent fasting. I'm not going to say no to them, but I make it very clear. Your window is shorter. You need to eat, let's just say, 16, 15 calories a day. As long as you can get your proper amount of macronutrients in that window, I'm fine with that. But if you feel like you cannot and then you consistently undereat, 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 and you're working out, working out, working out, you're not fueling your body property, you're not going to build muscle the way you want to build muscle. Yeah. We could do a whole other podcast on how much protein you need to eat, undereating, what happens to yeah. you. That's yeah. so important though, the under eating. Cause that's what I would also do. I would do a flip of like under eating, like restrict. And then because I was going through all that, like, you know, nineties society, like programming. <laughs> Which people still follow though. People still yeah. Follow. It was like deep in me where now I'm like, okay, actually I have to eat more. And I had to up my protein and be, you yeah. know, more mindful of that. 
how am I eating more and losing weight? I'm like, exactly. exactly. That's the goal. Just trust. Right. Just trust us. Okay. Just trust. What about nighttime routine for you? Do you, do you have trouble sleeping? Are you someone that's like, I've been working out. I've been in the sun. So you're like knocked out when you go to oh, lay down. I have had insomnia since college and the kind, of, I think it's from the PCOS. Um, my boy, my fiance owns a CBD company here in Maui. So I, I do use some CBD. Um, I will do like sometimes meditation music. Uh, I'll do a gratitude list before bed. I'll stretch or foam roll. But, um, even with the morning routine, sleep is one of those things that it's an area of, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's an area that I, I definitely could work on, but it's not that I'm like on my screen, like our phone, my phone goes face down at 8 PM. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, it's maybe just my hormones or my system. I'm a little bit peri- perimenopause right now too. So sometimes I'm waking up like really hot, which is fun sweating, but I've gotten better. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I would say I'm not the best sleeper. That's okay. I, that's why I was just asking some, like some people have like really a, a morning routine that they love an evening routine. And I think it's good to hear what other people are doing. If it speaks yeah. to you, if it resonates, then maybe like, yeah. like integrate it in. Stretching and foam rolling before bed like that really helps relax me for sure. Yeah. I'm not taking the time to stretch after my workout because I'm usually like, I'm done at the gym. I walk home, I eat, then I go, you know? So doing it in the evening is, is important because we, yeah. we need to stretch our bodies, especially with, you know, running online business. I do sit a lot. I get my steps in. I get like my 12K steps in a day, but I'm also sitting a lot. That's what I was going to ask you next because your business has grown successfully. You have a team, like mm-hmm. you're doing all that. How... I don't know. Cause you were, but weren't you business coaching for a little bit or you were working with, do. you still yeah. do. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. One, two, three, four. Like I have like six, seven business coaching clients right now. Okay. I, I have one more that I have a call with today. That's my max. I will only take so, on eight, eight one-on-one clients at once. Okay. Are they growing online businesses or does it not matter? Tell us yeah, about that a little bit. All growing. So like a uh, mortgage lawyer, um, it's some of it's like career coaching too. One wants to do an online business, online business. Uh, online business life coaching. I'm just looking at my list. So it's a little I bit. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're holding all this. And I think that just goes to show it's like, you've been, you're working out, you're getting your things in, you're getting the meditation, you have a team and you're coaching these other leaders. Yeah. Guides. Team is yeah. seven, And I, people keep asking me who does your marketing. I'm like, it's me. So I'm taking that as a compliment. Cause I've been online for five years and now I finally yeah. feel like, um, I've had like four or five people recently, like, who does your marketing? I'm like me, <laughs> it's all me. Like yeah. all the way all me. So I, you know, like that's all me as well, but I did just hire two new, uh, sales assistants to help me with take all these calls. Cause it's, it's a lot. So I want my energy to be on making videos, creating content and coaching my elite clients. I'll take some sales calls, obviously to interview women from my program, but I, I you know, it's that step I'm ready. Oh, so. I love that. I think that that's why you're marketing. It really feels like when I see your stuff, I'm like, I can feel you through it. That's good. Yeah because it's, it's you. And I didn't even yeah. know if it was, if it was you or someone was taking your like, stuff. And, like her, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And you know, I, I want to keep it that way. Even if I were to hire someone to come on and help me with marketing, like to just balance ideas around, it still has to be my voice. That's really important to me. People are like, Oh, have you tried Chappie tea? And I was like, I did look at, I did look at it. And I like put a post into C and I was like, no. yeah, they say you have to train your AI. Yeah. They say, but I also, then I'll just write my own post. Yeah. Like, yeah. Forget it. I'll spend it's the time not- to write my content because things come to me and I'll get into flow and then I'll have weeks where nothing's coming to me and I just repurpose. I mean, yeah. I don't like to force. I don't like to force. It could be, I mean, people, there's an essence that each of us have. So I think that AI is going to be great. And I, we did a whole podcast episode with a futurist who's really great at this, but um, I think that still, we need to use our voice. I think that our one of a kind essence is felt by our people. So I don't, yeah. I don't know how, I think that it can help us, but I don't think that we have to use it. Yeah, I, I think it could help. For, I think it could help for some type of simple posts, like if I did five tip, five tips to meal prep quickly, something that's not super deep that like, you can Google. Right, <laughs> and that's you, like right, you could technically Google that too. But if it's something about like hormones or or metabolism or gut health or something I went through in my life, that like that has to be me. It has to be my voice. Totally. So with this, you said you have a challenge coming up, but I don't know that this podcast will be out in time for the challenge. But I feel like you've I, when I was closer to you and more in your world. We were in the same mastermind. I saw you were doing challenges then. I feel like you have things here and there yeah, that women so, can come be a part of. Tell us about totally. that. So if you can't make the live challenge, we always have it on replay. So you can join late and still get access to all the videos, all the workouts, all the recipes. It's five days of coaching with me and my team. So basically what we do is we do it live, but then we kind of turn it into a workshop so people can join it at any time. 
you know, we Love like, and, and that way people can really get to know us. It's a ton of great information. We cover everything from gut health to emotional eating, to macros, to permanent weight loss. I mean, there's, we literally, it's like doing a mini version of our program. We fit as much as we can in on those five days. And the last day is actually Q and A. So people have questions for me. They have specific questions. I answer those on zoom. Um, so yeah, they can join that. And you can always send me a message on Instagram. If you're like, Hey, what kind of free guides do you have? Cause we have an emotional eating guide. We have a gut health grocery. We have a ton of stuff. So That's just send awesome. me a message. If you're like, I, what do you have? And I'll, I could just tell you. Sweet. And then we're going to put the link to your site and Instagram down in the show notes. So if anyone wants a shortcut and just go do that, but I went right to your website just to look up and I'm like, what can I find here about you that I don't, that I don't know. And right away I saw the emotional eating guide. So I was like, Oh, okay. There's some good stuff here. Yeah. Any, any other like last minute little tidbits, something that's on your heart that you want to leave with the community before we say goodbye. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't quit whether it's for your health, for your business. Like if you feel a calling to make a change, whether it's weight loss, fat loss, body recomposition, build a business, start a business for whatever it may be, just don't quit. I love that. I think that that's such a good reminder because I know for me, there's times where I'm like, what's the point? And then I'm like, no, but knowing me also, I'm like, no, we're getting back in. We're not doing that. But I feel like there's some people that are thinking that they should, but what I've learned with all things is it's not that people don't have moments of down or feeling like crap or wanting to quit. It's that they just didn't quit. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just kept going. The reason why this message came to me today on my run, I got a side stitch on my run and I haven't got a side stitch in so long. And I had to keep stopping to walk. And that annoys me because so I just want to run. I had a lot of a certain amount of time for the run before I come home and had calls. And I almost called my fiance to pick me up. And I was like, no, Delta, just tough it the F out because it's a side stitch. I'm not going to die. Like I know my body, like it just hurts a little bit. So I walk around the way home and I was like, I didn't quit. Good. So I did a message on my Instagram. I was like, don't just don't quit. Just don't quit. I love that. And it's like, it just does something to our mind and body when we do that. Did you watch Human Playground on Netflix? No. So it sounds interesting. It's a documentary, but it's intense, but it's like extreme. It's people that like do the most extreme uh, triple marathon in the Sahara and like people die. Like like, it's crazy. You did see that? And then there, there was a woman that she had sexual assault and she, um, they like cut out the ice. It's like a foot thick ice and she dives in, goes under. I was like, this is intense. Yeah. It was, it was intense, but it just reminded me, not that I'm saying I'm recommending that. I, I, I personally, when I was watching that, I'm like, these people have a thing for this. The they do. That, I mean, like, <laughs> like, marathoners, like that, that type of extreme, like we just watched something on uh, people who dive, uh, free diving and, yeah. they, um, and this, this guy died. And it was horrible to watch. It's like, it, it's, a, it's an adrenaline thing. Like it's a little bit of an adrenaline addiction. Like it's one thing to be like, yeah, I do I run marathons or, you know, ice bath, you know, but ice bath, but then when you're getting into like, I run this, this many miles, I'm not knocking them, but I think there is a little bit of an addiction to this high of like, pushing, pushing, pushing to a dangerous level. Cause sometimes it can become dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that, but I will say on the don't quit on everything that is healthy and feeling good for yourself, <laughs> you know, not maybe running yeah. through the Sahara, yeah, I mean, but yeah, um, if you're running through Sahara and you feel like you're going to die, maybe then quit, <laughs> but like, maybe yeah. get an IV. <laughs> maybe like, it might be, but yeah, I mean, it's such a simple yeah. method, but just like, especially with business, you're going to have, I've had you know, a client texts me like, Oh my God, I just, did you, did you cry a lot? I'm like, yeah, I still cry sometimes. Like, welcome to entrepreneurship. Yeah. I saw a saying, there's a saying that, um, I went into my like Facebook memories and it was something that I shared of some other guys, but it said something along the lines of, if you want to meet your demons and shadows, start a business or get in a new relationship. (laughs) I love that. That's so true. So yeah. Meet all the shadows when you start. Yeah. Well, Angelica, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing your energy. That's the thing about you. You have like such big energy and I feel like you have a heart where it's like, no, I care about this. You know, like this matters to me. And I think that that's so important for any of us that are in the work that we do. It's not just like, I want to sell this thing. It's like, you can tell that this is something that just lights you up and yeah. that, yeah. I wouldn't do the, these challenges if it didn't, right? Because it's not like, it's not like we're charging something so crazy for it. It's like, I just want to help people with this information, whether they join us after that or not, but it's really good information. It's really helpful. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank, you. well, thank you. All right.